0: following is a production
1: of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club How about
2: them, cowboys? Yeah! Go cowboys!
1: This, this is talking cowboys Streaming live. live from the dallas cowboys world headquarters at the star in frisco and Elliot to the goal line by lord prescott keeps it and he
0: it the touchdown and now your hosts isaiah standback Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans.
1: It is a very special Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, the official chip and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys here from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco alongside two very special Talking Cowboys guests, not really guests to DallasCowboys.com because they are all over the place. In terms of this website and the content and the media team. But David Hellman back for the second straight day. We liked you so much, we we invited you back.
2: Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> was it? Was it? I, I'm trying to match your energy right now. Yeah, I don't know how really? you. I don't know how you do this 9 a.m. show every day, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Me and Barry are like, ah, got to sleep all in my. Eye. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. You got to get a little coffee in you. Get up a little early. This maybe is it. Get a run in. I didn't get a run in. I'll tell you that I much. I didn't either. Yeah, I all my
2: plan like all my. I I got like a regimented routine, like because our show is not till like 10:30. So I do yeah, the workout. True. I come in. And then when I knew I was on the nine o'clock show, I was like, "All right, all that's out the window." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get, "All right, I'll be here." I just get to work and
1: worry about the rest of it later, it I guess. Is. Be here in body, sometimes in mind, and that's then right. we'll figure it out. But we've also got Barry Churchy, <laughs> yes, sir.
3: What's going on, man? Nothing much. How are you? Amazing, man. First date here on uh, what was it Talking Cowboys? Talking Cowboys. So, yeah. you got to remember Feeling the name. Feeling good. Of the show. Feeling good. No, see that you don't though. Barry's just like, "Give me the microphone. Let's I'll say this. what I gotta say. Let's do Doesn't this. matter." <laughs> He's on a couple of the I love different the helmet shows. approach, man. I love it. Yes.
1: Now we don't have Danny McRae today. We had a scheduling conflict, is ultimately why Danny is not available. He'll be on the later show. You were on hanging on, hanging with the boys yesterday. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, indeed. So we just flip flop Barry and Danny, and then. We oh, still yeah. got Danny represented with the Survivor t-shirt on. So, tonight, Season bro.
3: 41. Mm-hmm. Season 41. Get yeah, the music the in the background. There we go. There we go. Team Danny, man. Let's see what he can do. I hope he don't get kicked off. You think there's a chance? I don't know, man. I hope not. You know, there's some shady people. Have y'all been watching it? Yeah, there's some, some real shady. shady. cats. But I guess you got to be that way, you know, going into that Survivor. It's I a would, game. Yeah. I would
2: get my ass kicked so bad. <laughs> oh, you I'm and like me both. I, I can't strategize like that. <laughs> you
3: I'm
1: would like, just tell everybody exactly go, what i just like,
2: yeah, i just like, yeah. I, this is what I'm gonna do, or like whatever. Like I don't even know how to like play people like that. I couldn't if uh, I wanted to. I'd be like, I
1: thought
3: you was my boy, man. Hey, seriously, seriously. Hey, yeah, I would mean, yeah,
1: have took What's it personal. <laughs> yeah, you. Would, yeah, <laughs> I, I think most of us would, and and no we'll doubt. see what Danny's able to do tonight Very on Survivor. you like, about to fight. We got the <laughs> Tribal Council
3: I'm flipping everything. What are y'all doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh goodness. All right, we've got some some news to catch up on surrounding the Dallas Cowboys, and it's not the news you want to hear. Mm. Uh, yesterday word comes down that Tabonte KZ was arrested, uh, Tuesday morning. And I don't really want to get into the the details of the charges unless you want to go that direction.
2: I mean, DWI, yeah. I mean, it's a very, I mean, it, it, it's classic bi week stuff, yeah. you know, without I a mean, doubt. You
3: without get doubt.
2: days off of work, you don't have practice, you don't have the routine, you want to let off some steam. uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that—that that is, that's—that's that's all we got is yeah. DWI charge. I think it is a misdemeanor, first offense, whatever. I mean, that part's not really important. We'll see what happens to him. It's just, it, it not funny. Funny's not the right word, but like the fact that it happened on Monday night, like <laughs> of literally, by <the> week, <laughs> literally, like the first day that
3: you could possibly get into some mischief. There we go. There it is. Yeah. Boom, it hits you right there. And you, you, you hate to see it. You know, you hate to see it. You know, mistakes were made out there. And, um, you know, it's just you, when the spotlight's on you like this, you know, with the Cowboys being the star, you know, everybody's going to have their spotlight on you. You just got to be more careful. You know, that's, that's a simple answer to it. You just got to be more careful. There's Ubers out there. There's backup players' cars. There's, you know, transportation available. So... If you know you're going to have a couple beverages out there just you know plan accordingly. Yeah.
1: There's really no excuse to it. it you there's so many mm. resources so many. and, and so many. whether you play for the Cowboys or not. I mean, you, you that's that's one thing you can't afford to do is go out there and drink and drive. I don't I I, I don't want to be
2: a complete hypocrite and by that I just like I'm not a saint. I've done I've made mistakes too. right sure. like, we, we, we all have. have. Every, yeah. We all have. But yeah, man, the NFL puts every resource in front of you to not let this happen. Like there's <laughs> literally a number that they give you yep. that you call and say, Hey, it's me. I'm with, you know, I need a ride like that. The NFL does that for its players free of charge, which I think is amazing. That's yeah, it's fantastic. Good, good idea by the NFL, which I feel like I don't say very often. Yeah. But <laughs> you got to take advantage of it, man. And I mean, like, Le- again i've made mistakes in my life and like me the bro- broke sports writer is like oh i don't want to uber all the way back across town and get my car tomorrow but yeah. like i think if i made nfl money i think i'd be all right yeah, with you'd it you would be able you know? to get that you know it's just, you know like i said mistakes were made and hopefully he learns it, from it, it sucks yeah i'm yeah, it and sucks. you know the, there's, there's no more there's no more availability this week it's the bye yeah. week so yeah. i'm sure jerry or Stephen jones is going to be asked about it at some point this week um I really I don't remember the precedent for like discipline. Like technically, you could say he's in violation of the league's um, personal conduct policy. Mm-hmm. The, they could suspend him. But as we were talking about before the show, sometimes the wheels of NFL justice turn very slowly. So <laughs> I, I really I don't know what to expect. I don't know if he has to miss time. I don't know if the Cowboys will impose discipline on him. Mm-hmm. Do you ever Barry? Do you ever remember somebody
3: getting like suspended by the team? For doing something, not like that. Uh, I remember getting a lot of fines. Like some people would get fines and stuff like that of that nature. But as far as getting suspended um, for something like this, I, I haven't seen it. Unless it was like you know, like a car crash or something like that happened. But you know, just getting a DWI, I'm not sure if I, anybody's ever got suspended. I, yeah.
2: I feel like it's rare for the team to suspend. A yeah, player, exactly. You know, Usually like goes it, to the NFL for right. something like that. So it's a wait and see. It's it's unfortunate and it, like I said it's just it's kind of ironic that literally one one <laughs> night into the first week
1: off of the year and hopefully nothing else happens like this throughout yeah. the rest of the year maybe this or one gets well, it out of the way let's but, start with the week let's get yeah let's rest get through the, of the week. week let's knock yeah, this weekend out first uh, so I know you said you didn't remember the the total president in terms of potential NFL discipline but what does that normally range for if it is a, a indeed a violation of a conduct policy I gotta be honest with you like case by case for all the Jokes
2: about how the Cowboys can't stay out of trouble. I don't remember. Okay, actually, I do. Um, Nolan Carroll had this happen to him. Were you still uh, here? No, oh, I was going I yeah. was my first year in Jacks when uh, Nolan came. So it's Nolan like Carroll. Seventeen. Yep. Uh, yeah, Nolan Carroll had that happen to him in the off season, hmm. and I don't. He didn't miss. He he wasn't suspended. I think he had to go through the, uh, the whole process, and it, mm-hmm. it dragged out. Like yeah. there wasn't resolution for a few months. So. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a good idea of what the press. Like I wonder. Is. Can they put
3: you in the program for that? I wonder because you know. I, I don't it know. They could. Yeah. I, I'm I not sure so. if you can do that. I don't that.
2: know. I, I wouldn't yeah. want to speculate. I don't know. Um, I, I like I said. I think mm-hmm. Jerry Jones usually talks on Fridays. So with uh, 105.3 The Fan, yeah. I'm sure he'll be asked about this. Maybe, maybe there will be some clarity there. I was about to say, he'll probably have
1: a much better idea than we do sitting in the studio. I'm reading in an studio. article
0: that says, first offense, NFL, substance abuse policy, DUI, one game. Okay. okay. So okay. It the there you
1: go.
2: That's, I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually had to miss a game because of this. I don't yeah. know if it would be Minnesota or... Somewhere down the line, but yeah. just something to keep an eye on.
1: Well, I, I promise this transit That's per the CBA, by the way. Okay, Thank, thanks, awesome. Beam. Thank you, Beam. Uh, this is this was planned prior to the news, so I don't think that this transition was planned off of DeMonte KZ. But, of course, since we have a safety in studio, yes, indeed. I want to talk a little safeties. Okay, I want to talk it. and see what have you seen through the first six weeks of the season that is a positive From the safety position, we'll get to the negative here in a minute, Mm -hmm. but what is
3: something that stood out to you in terms of those guys? Curse, man. Curse has stood out to me a lot so far. Um, and I thought this guy coming in from Detroit, you know, he was a special teams guy primarily up there. So I thought he was just going to come in, be one of those core special teams guys, maybe help out here and there. But I've been surprisingly imp- impressed by his play, um, especially his man-to-man ability. I mean, this guy is, is a bigger guy. You know, he's 6'4". He's a slender guy. But he's, he's a big dude that's usually not able to move as quick as um, most smaller safeties are. But he's able to go out there and move with all, this, all the all the tight ends out there. We've seen him lock up uh, Cook out there, which should have been interception. I mean, the guy is he's doing all the things right and he's playing in the box well well better than anybody I have I've seen lately so to me. He's playing extremely well. KZ, he's doing a couple things good back there in the hole. Needs to work on his angles, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um and you know Wilson back, he's coming back. You know, he's coming back. He provides that hammer back there as well. So, I think this is the deepest the safety unit has been in an extremely long time. Bro. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. One guy goes down, the other guy comes in and plays extremely well. So it just goes to this team as a whole. I mean, this is a deep team right now, and that's what you need going
2: forward. I actually, um, walking in here, I saw Darion Thompson doing rehab work out on the field, whoa. which completely forgot. Yeah. That, yeah. I, that, I was like, whoa. I haven't, I haven't heard, heard that his, name in right. the So sport. they already have... Which nobody would prefer Darian Thompson to be playing a lot of safety snaps, but it's just (laughs) it's another body and a a very key special teamer. So you add that to what's already on the roster, Israel Mukwamu still there. They got like six guys that you feel pretty damn good about. It's I mean, yeah, it's it's shocking to me. I'm still trying to process it.
3: Because coming into the season, I'm thinking, all right, well, I mean, who, who we got to say? We're going to have exactly. Wilson in there, KZ, but he's coming off an injury. I'm like, I don't know what he can he can provide back there. And I say this on Cowboys break all the
2: time, so I'm sorry if you're listening and you've heard me. But, like, I follow the money when the team adds a guy. Like, mm-hmm. I look at what they give you, and I'm like, what they're willing to pay you says what they think of you. Exactly. In my opinion. And they gave – Casey, Curse, and Hooker combined. The guarantees, not the deals, but the guarantees were a million dollars total. Combined. Combined. Oh, Dude, KZ's deal, KZ's deal came with like a $180,000 guarantee, which is like nothing by the NFL standard. about return on investment. That's I mean. so what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, and so goodness. like all through the offseason, I was like, okay, like the Cowboys clearly don't have a ton of confidence that this yeah, is going to work
1: out. Without. And it's working out yeah, big time. Is. And kind of going along those same points is going back to what Barry said a moment ago is in the offseason, you looked around and you said, okay, who's this KZ guy? Oh, he could do a couple things because mm-hmm. he's been with Dan Quinn. Who is this Curse dude? He played special teams. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's going to play special teams again. You didn't have confidence as a fan base. Mm-mm. And then you looked at the buddy and you're like, oh, okay, so the coaches don't have confidence. Front Are office. they even going to make the team, bro? bro. <laughs> Are they even that's available? Curse,
2: curse is probably my favorite story on this team right now just because what he's doing compared to what I thought. Like, Casey yeah. at least – Casey was a starter Casey had a seven-interception season, yeah. so you're like, okay, like if he's healthy, there's at least a reason to Him believe. and Hooker, it yeah. was more health Hooker, concern. Hooker's yep. a 15th overall pick. Yep. Like You're like, this dude's got some talent. Uh, you know, Micah Parsons is a great story, but he's the 12th overall pick. Yeah. You assume he's going to be good. <laughs> Even, Don't get me wrong, I did not see Osa's success coming, but again, top 100 pick, that comes with some expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jaron Kurse is a sixth-round pick who's been in the league for six years and has never really started more than a handful of games in his career. Career. I straight up, I'll be very honest. I was like, okay, this dude at best is like a core special teamer and at worst doesn't make the team. Yep. And now he's playing the most snaps on defense, playing well, doing a lot of stuff, and I love everything that you just said. My favorite thing about him is probably he's got some stuff in his neck, man. Like he's <laughs> he, he he plays like a, like a jerk. Let's yeah, be honest. And like, in a good way though. Like I think I think he's a tone setter for that defense. I love it. I I absolutely love it. He's chippy. He hits hard. He talks trash. I don't know if you all saw uh, Alex's new uh, Sounds of the Sideline came out last night. Oh, I didn't Mm -hmm. see it yet. It's really good, as usual. Of course. There's a scene in there where it's like first, second quarter when the defense is getting their butts kicked. It's like they've given up two touchdowns, and Curse is the one giving the sideline talk. And like, wow, a lot of times, a lot of times, in my opinion, guys talk on the sideline just to talk because there's (laughs) nothing else to do. But like with this scene with curse, like it just looked like everybody was locked in on what he was saying. And he was like speaking with a lot of authority. And I was like, I don't know if he's the dude in that room. But he's definitely a voice of consequence for that defense I mean, right you love to see that. Yeah, love for to sure. See that.
3: And I would have never guessed that he would have been that guy. You know, I would have been like, oh, it's got to be Tank or Gregory or somebody like that, especially seeing as though his, his, his background, coming from you know Detroit just being a special teamer. I'm thinking, okay, this guy's just going to come in and do a little bit here and there. But like you said, I mean, he's tone-setting out there. He's in the box hitting hard. He's mm-hmm. covering well. I mean, he's playing well on the back end. He's one of those guys that, like you said, is a surprise so far this season. He's
1: been doing two things. That I think the safety position has lacked for a long time, at least in secession. You've had one or the other in mm-hmm. safeties throughout the course mm-hmm. of the last decade or so in a Cowboys uniform. But he's been a hard hitter. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you've seen that a couple different times. But he's also been in the right spot at the right time. Because you mentioned he's not the quickest Mm-mm. in the secondary. But he's been in the right spot a bunch of times and he's been in a position to make a play or he's been around the football. How hard is it to combine those two things with playing safety at the NFL level?
3: It's extremely hard. Um, like me, I was more of the box, um, basically hybrid linebacker type safety, so I flourished in the box, not so well in the deep part of the field. But with this guy, I mean when you are when you can combine both of those things, be a great box player as well as be great in space, be great in man-to-man coverage, then you're a three-tool safety. That's what every team is looking for because you can make it interchangeable that way. With me me and Wilcox, it was like one of us is down, one of us is back the whole game. So it's hard to disguise that way because his teams are like, all right, church is down, it's either man or he's blitzing or something like that. It, it's hard to disguise that. But when you got safeties that are interchangeable like that, you can you can put a disguise on anything and mess with people's heads, mess with quarterbacks' heads. And I think that's had a lot to do with how they're getting all these interceptions out there. They're able to interchange those safety, disguise their coverages, and it's throwing off these quarterbacks, and we're, we're uh, proving to get interceptions off of it. So is that more of a testament to Dan Quinn and the way he's able to
1: Use a guy like Curse, or is, has Curse always been this guy? But he's just been on the. Radar? I
3: think Dan Quinn and whatever system he's doing right now is definitely flourishing for, for Curse right now. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, those six years before this, I mean, he was he could barely touch the field, and then now he comes down here under Dan Quinn, and he's flourishing like this. So I got to give kudos to Dan Quinn as well as Curse. I mean, he's playing he's playing the the game out there, but Dan Quinn's system has these guys all flying around right now.
1: I want, if I would, it could be a fly on the wall for any. Off-season acquisition this year, I, I think it might be Jaron Curse, because I want to know who was the one that yeah. said, "Look at this guy." Look at this guy in Detroit. He He's a us. special teams player. He could be – it may have been Dan Quinn who said this. It may have been the pro scouting department that said this. It might have been Mike McCarthy. Who knows? It could have been Jerry. Uh, <laughs> somebody could have pointed at Jaren Kurtz and said, hey, you see that guy? He's a free agent. Let's go get this guy and make him one of the better players on w- the back end of our defense. That is a good question. My first – I mean, obviously – when you're
2: on a roll like this, and we talk about it, like it's like a snowball effect. Like, Dan mm-hmm. Quinn just gets credit for anything yeah. that happens. <laughs> which right. I mean, he looks he looks like a Dan Quinn guy. Like, they drafted all these long DBs. That's what J. Ron mm-hmm. Curse is. But at the same time, if, if anybody in this organization had familiarity with him before, it was probably Mike McCarthy, to be honest with you, because he played in Minnesota uh, before yeah. Detroit. Divisional. Uh, that's true. Um, I, I mean, that's a really good point. I don't know who to give the credit to maybe they were just like this guy's cheap. Let's get him in here. I mean, <laughs> like, Joe Witt. I don't know.
3: Joe, Joe Witt. Witt. I mean, could be
2: it. Joe Witt. Blew me away. So they made the assistants available yesterday. Joe Witt is the secondary coach. Um, sort of like he coordinates the back seven for anybody that doesn't know. He's he's DQs like number two in the booth, I mm-hmm. guess. But they made the assistants available, and I asked him about Curse and Casey, which ironically. I'm, I'm pretty sure DeMonte was, like, in jail when I asked him about no, this. Oh, that's but, not good. You know, the no. things the things that you don't know, right? <laughs> uh. The things that you don't know. But he, he was talking about curse specifically, and he said – I'm reading the quote. He said, I think he's come in here, and his role wasn't necessarily to be a leader, but his play, his demeanor, his intelligence have put him in that role, and he's done a really nice job of it on the field. He's very smart, plays with a lot of aggression, and that makes everybody else want to follow him. And I wow. was, I mean,
3: That's that the hey, ultimate compliment right Joe there. Joe Witt right there. Ultimate compliment. And, uh,
2: he, he, they, I'm not going to read the whole quote, but there was another thing about how in Oxnard it became apparent that the way that he carried himself and he, basically Joe Witt more or less was like, I'm kind of a jerk to deal with. And he is very direct and upfront and like, I don't have to beat around the bush with him. And like I, I, he earned my respect a lot when I realized that like this is a grown man that yeah. I can like be direct to and give points to, and he's not going to worry about. Seems it. coachable.
1: Yeah, oh, That's the gosh. number
3: one quality. Got to be coachable out there.
1: That makes that quote I hadn't heard that until just this moment, but that quote makes me like Jaren Curse even more mm-hmm. because it, not only is he showing out on the field, but he's a coachable. Respectable player in the locker room that helps build the the guys up around you. No I'm fascinated by it, and I, I mean, safety
2: has been a trouble. I've been whining about the safeties. For, haven't we all forever? Even when Barry was here, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Barry's a good box, but like, can we get a free in here somewhere? Yeah, we needed, we needed it, but. Uh, I just I think it's so fascinating that like these guys they're not homegrown players they mm-hmm. weren't drafted they had no experience here whatsoever and even Malik Cooker he plays the least out of the three of them but I think deserves some credit for playing well like all three of them are playing well. really exactly. really, well. really well deep
0: there's one guy in on the coaching staff that actually had curse by the way who's that oddly enough Harold Nash.
2: He was, the, he was the strength coach.
0: strength coach with the Lions in 2019. Okay, huh. okay. Yeah, so he probably knows his personality is
3: every little leadership, bit helps. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah. wow. I would love that's
2: my dream. I mean, it would be it would it makes me a terrible reporter, but my dream is basically just to have. 24-hour access and like I, I won't report any of it i won't say just, any of it publicly just to be there i just want to be in the room when somebody pops in it's like hey harold what do you think about jaron curse he's like yeah he's all right he's a nice dude like wait, whatever like he breaks he breaks curfew on the road from time to time but yeah bring him in here like, <laughs> i just want i would love to be part of those conversations
1: oh, that sounded man. exactly like the scouting report i'm sure that People gave on Barry Church Bro- yeah. breaking curfew every once in every a while. Once in a, oh, Ironically, it was cost you. yesterday. After, <laughs> yesterday afternoon, Barry was. Where all was those fired. fines came from? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> a lot of those. In in London. London. Barry said he was in the streets on the Bible. Without week. a doubt, <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt, Young Church oh, was in those streets. We know he
0: wasn't at Toledo. Let's just let yeah. you
2: know. <laughs> oh, don't be. Hey, don't be so sure about that. I'm sure you. You, can... you need to watch the players' lounge. you oh, <laughs>
0: are always giving a hard time about going back to Toledo. Who yeah, it ain't none
3: of do up there, man. Come on, man.
2: <laughs> I look. I've been in a lot of small college towns. I'm sure it's not fun compared to Dallas, but like, yeah. I, I know that there's some
3: places. Well, you'll find some dives here. You and can there find and some places get to get in into a little some trouble mischief in Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, definitely no Dallas. When's the last so? time
0: you've been to Toledo? <laughs>
3: When I got inducted to the Hall of Fame, so go. probably like 2013. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that was A go.
1: slight <laughs> flex. <laughs> a slight flex. Oh yeah, you know the last time a, I went, to a very small know, Hall, of Hall, Hall of Fame. That's what McCray says. Know, yeah. I, they were giving me a plaque with my name they on do. it. That'll stand.
2: Is it Toledo or Akron that plays in the Rubber Bowl? What's, that's the Akron. What's y'all's
3: glass? The glass. That's what it is. Glass Bowl or there something like that. Yeah, it's the Glass City. You know, the Rockets. That's awesome.
1: Yes, All right, indeedy. everybody on their talking Cowboys bingo chart marked down Toledo Talk for today. There it is. When we come back <laughs> here on Cowboy or Talking Cowboys and DallasCowboys.com, Dak Prescott NFC offensive player of the week. We talk about the offense in general when we come back after the break. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys.
3: There's nothing
2: as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential
3: Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you.
1: See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's another Great People Great Pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him to do great work with great people for great pay, you can apply now at jobs at caliber.com. That is jobs at caliber.com back here on talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys alongside Barry Church and David Hellman I'm Kyle Yeomans and NFC Offensive Player of the Week Dak Mm. Prescott it's gonna come to you whenever you put up 445 passing yards and three touchdowns against the Bill Belichick (laughs) defense also not to mention I believe it was Todd Archer who tweeted this stat out yesterday. But Dak Prescott's the first player ever to throw three touchdown passes in four straight games. Mm. Really, first player ever to do so. That's kind of hard for me to
2: believe. Isn't that crazy? With the way
3: Mahomes out. I mean, man, the way that the league
2: is slanted toward passing. I
1: wonder. (laughs) He didn't say three or more. I wonder if it meant exactly exactly, which Uh, could be the case. But I haven't double checked or fact checked it or. No, nah, I think
2: so. I mean because if you throw four, you still throw three. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, that's that's it's a good one. That's outright shocking to me. Honestly, yeah. I was I couldn't believe. Uh, that nobody ever, I couldn't believe that nobody had ever thrown for that much against Belichick. Like you think about, you know, Nick Foles went crazy in that Super Bowl. Like he it's did. not like mm-hmm. it's not like he's
1: shut down every quarterback he's ever played. Well, yeah, they played Mahomes a couple of times. You would have thought. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that. and that that includes playoffs too. I mean, that Man. like every every game Bill Belichick has been a part of, and. What was that, 465 games? Dak Prescott
2: is, uh, I said it on Sunday, he's playing as well as anyone in the NFL
3: right now. Without a doubt. Now,
1: I saw you say something on Twitter, I think it was late Sunday night. Where you said where did the, where did that game rank compared to some of the other ones that Dak has played? Where would you put it? I just I, I you know
2: I I meant to like make a ranking and I just didn't because it's the bye week and I'm lazy. But That's, I got a lot of I got a lot of pushback on that. People were like, "Well, he fumbled in the red zone and threw an interception." Like, well, what are you talking about? And yeah. like, he's definitely played cleaner games than that. Like, mm-hmm. he's played a ton of games where like everything went right and they just kicked ass. But I don't know, man. The The cojones of that performance really impressed me. Like, to have everything going against you the way that it was. The, they ran the ball well, but not by their standards. Mm-hmm. So, like, the run game was helping you, but not to the degree that we've seen for the last month. Um, and then two, really three, because he got him into position for the missed field goal with that scramble. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not talking trash on Greg Zerline, but Dak did everything he did was supposed to, to do on that drive. There. So yeah. three drives at the end of the game, does gets them into position all three times, missed field goal, field goal to go to overtime, obviously wins it in the overtime period. I mean, off off the top of my head, without doing like a ton of research about it, I just I thought it was one of his like five or six most impressive performances when you consider like everything across the the breadth of everything that happened in that wild game.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought it was a was one of his better games. I love the counter punching uh, that went out there. You know, they got stopped in fourth and one. They were able to battle back and score again. And then he has the uh, early turnovers, but that's all right. They still fight, scratch, and claw to find a, some somehow to find a victory out there. And I mean, this guy, he's doing everything right. I mean, he's doing everything right. He's leading his team on and off the field. Um, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And the guy's playing extremely well right now. And he's the, the Bonafide leader of this team. I mean, and whatever he does out there, that's however good he does is how good this team is going to be. So, right now, he's he's playing at you know full caliber. He's in that elite conversation. I don't know if if you could point at a game
1: in terms of the all encompassing mindset and the storylines and the the back and forth and the punch mm-hmm. counter punch that we were just talking about and kind of what Dave was saying. It wasn't a clean game from Dak Prescott, but that might have been the grittiest win of his career. That's a that's a better way to say it. Yeah. Just grit. And and like turnovers
2: are going to happen. Bad plays are going to happen. Like just the way that he bounced back from everything. Mm. I I just I thought it was so impressive. I mean, the patience that he had, there was a play. The all 22 isn't up yet or it wasn't last night but the play he was like on his own goal line and the way like the way that he maneuvered the pocket and just stepped up and found the guy on the crossing route to get the first down felt like he did that on every Possession, just the confidence and the poise that he had. The throw that he had to Cedric Wilson that, that eventually nuts. got clawed out. You know, it didn't count. Oh, the one in the, oh, the, the, the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, which okay. gosh, that was such a good throw. It what was hell was, of a play by a DB. Oh, oh, it was a great <laughs> Thank play, <you>. dude. <laughs> so many people on Twitter are like, "Well, he threw it behind him." No. like Cedric's got to catch that. I'm just like, you guys are nuts. That was man. a hell
3: of a play. And you
2: got to give credit to, I think it was Jonathan Jones. Yeah, they clubbed so. it yeah. out. Just. An all-around amazing play because it was a great play on his part, but my God, the placement on that pass was hmm. kiss the uh, baby, Christine. chef's kiss, kiss. The baby.
1: I don't know how you could look at that. And there was a perfect angle of it—that back corner, back pylon angle, where it was—it just showed Dak kind of fitting that one in a window. Oh man, that was such a good throw. But yeah,
2: so I've been looking at it while we talk. I mean, you know, the beating Seattle in the playoffs—obviously, a playoff win is mm-hmm. going to matter. So that's up there. His game against both of his overtime wins against the Eagles, he played incredible, 16 and 18. That Tampa Bay game. I mean, even though we lost, yeah, I mean, he you played know, unbelievable. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. That deserves mention as well. Uh, I, I would absolutely put that in
1: his like five best performances ever. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And we've said it on every show across the board since the start of training camp. This is an offense that it's a pick your poison. Tuck. I mean, I feel like I've that could be a buzzword around these areas is pick doubt. your poison. You could also say in the bag by Kellen Moore has also been a buzzword. I mean, this offense is rolling. It's the number one offense in the NFL in terms of total yardage. They're second in scoring. I mean, this is a offense that is on the money right now. But I want to see if this was this the blueprint. What Bill Belichick and the Patriots defense put out on the table, I know they gave up 445 yards, but they slowed down the run, at least compared to what the run has been doing. Mm-hmm. They were they forced a Dak Prescott to come and throw 51 times. They forced Dak Prescott to beat him and th- have to throw for 445 yards. So – I ask you guys, is this the br- blueprint for teams that will that the Cowboys will face the rest of the season? Or are they going to
3: throw something similar at the you Cowboys? Know, I'm not so sure to, there is a blueprint, man, because, I mean, we, we look at it, and if I was a defensive coordinator, man, I would I would have nightmares preparing for this team. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to look at it. Like you said, they, they did a, a decent job of slowing down Pollard and Zeke. J.C. Jackson did a good job of slowing down Amari Cooper, Cooper. out there. He was shadowing him. But then you still got to deal with C.D. Lamb, Sed yep. Wilson, Noah Brown, Schultz, Jarwin. I mean, there's just so many options out there. And like you, I heard you say this one time, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how, how many people can you prepare for? Because if you slow down one thing, even if you take away their top two options, whether it's pass, run, whatever you take away, they still have so many more valuable options out there that can beat you, whether it's one-on-one or in zone. So, I mean, I'm not sure that Bill Belichick did the, the blueprint, but I'm not sure there is a blueprint out there yeah i
2: just want to make sure that i have this right the blueprint to stopping this offense is giving up 122 on the ground Four, four yards per carry from both of your running backs 445 in the air yep 35 points and I'll just put the homer hat on even harder and just point out that they lost two turnovers in the end zone. Not yeah. just like, not middle of the field, not like, oh, you never know what could have happened. He got picked in the end zone. He fumbled on the goal line. Um, like, if the Cowboys play a cleaner game, they, I mean, they should have won this turnovers game. Turnovers on by, downs in their own. They should have won this game by field. like. 10 or yeah, on the points. opening drive. Yeah. yeah, turnover
1: on the. Okay, so then let me ask you this Is the Achilles heel of this Cowboys offense is it the red zone and yes. is it yes it just 100 percent. the red mm-hmm. zone is an issue I I,
2: it's, I feel comfortable saying that they were really good these last three wins before New England I think they went nine of eleven down there which Pretty is good, good. really yeah. good um but when they've played good – well, I don't even know if the Patriots are good. But when they've played stingier teams – I would say they're good defense, Okay, Patriots. They're yeah. a flawed team. Yeah. But they're going to yeah. be – I mean, they're going to be scrappy. I would imagine New England finishes somewhere near 500. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, the Bucks, two of five in both of those games. It's got to be better. And I don't know – 100% the answer to it. Wait, wait, wait. They were two of five in those two games combined? No, they were, well, they were four of 10 in those two yeah. games oh, okay. combined. Okay, sorry. Okay, even more so. Um. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's been an issue. And honestly, it's been an issue for most of Kellen Moore's career for all of the flowers we throw at his feet, and deservedly
3: so, but that has been a consistent problem going back to 2019. Yeah, the Redstone was definitely a little, a little struggle. And I think it's because of that condensed field. I mean, when you get into that open field part of it, they can. They can stretch you out with all their different options, get their guys the ball in space. But when you're in the red zone, things happen so quick. And guys know that, all right, they're going to try to pound it with Zeke, so let's stack the box up with Zeke. And then even if you stop Zeke there, I mean, you don't have a lot of room to pretty much do your whole route trees out there. So guys are, you know, they're clamping down in the red zone. So I would say that would be the only – Achilles Hill, maybe, you know. I wonder, and this is just me
2: thinking out loud. I just, and they're, I get it. They're so good at running the ball, but I wonder if they're a little over reliant on trying to big boy people down there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And you gotta, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be perfect in those situations. I mean, we just saw, obviously, Dak got stuffed. We can argue, I mean, he looked like he got in on third down. Mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. what it is, but. He got stuffed. Josh Allen gets stuffed on Monday night football, which real like I my entire career, I'm just like, if your quarterback is built like a linebacker, you need to be sneaking on fourth and short. But the NFL is a humbling league. Like mm-hmm. even Josh Allen can get denied on fourth and <laughs> inches. So I s like I say, like you gotta be perfect in that situation. I'm thinking about the option pitch to Zeke in Tampa. It's a Could walk in. Something. It's yeah. a walk in touchdown if Jarwin hits his block, but because he doesn't, now you're you're dealing with a, a tackle for loss, and like those are the differences between scoring touchdowns and not. And I just wonder, maybe they should try to like go empty down there more often. Like you have spread weapons, you have yeah. weapons in the passing game. Spread people out. Look for horizontal space instead of vertical space. I mm. like I said, I, I'm literally just going off the dome while you we're gotta talking
3: be able here, to get a yard. We got to be able. I I I
2: hear you, but that's kind of my point. Is like when everybody keys on it, even a great running game isn't always going to be successful. Mm -hmm. I just wonder.
3: Get my boy McGovern the ball at (laughs) fullback, man.
1: (laughs) I I I agree. There, I thought we were going to see it this week, man. (laughs) I thought we were going to see it. There's, there's
2: got to be some tinkering that they can do because when they get into games against better opponents, the results speak for themselves. I would agree
1: all right let's take our second break when we come back i want to continue this a little bit talking about big boy football and short yardage situations when we return with more here on talking cowboys hi i'm clint tillison with united ag and turf
2: before you can park yourself in front of the game park yourself in a john deere and power through
0: your chores Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price
1: you see is the price you'll pay, no surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where
2: 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
0: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black.
3: that's huge then guess who's getting a deal is it jackie flash jackie flash
1: it's not
2: complicated at AT at&t our best smartphone deals are for everyone restrictions apply visit att.com
1: for details back to talking cowboys Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. I can't do it nearly as well as Isaiah does in terms of his (laughs) mic toss. And then the XLR lenses, and he he does like a little like Uncle at the barbecue sort of deal, where he kind of <laughs> gives you a look like that. <laughs> what a showman! <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he really you is. You love it. You love it. Alongside Barry Church, David yes, Hellman, indeedy. Kyle Yeomans here for Talking Cowboys. Final couple minutes of our week by week editions, and oh, yeah. we do not have shows Thursday or Friday. We will be back with the normal crews on all the shows on Monday. Okay. Now. I want to, Derek gave me this idea yesterday when we were talking. Yay, everybody back. Give me a 60-second summary of your show and why people that tune in to
3: Talking Cowboys should also listen to Players' Lounge. Uh, simple. I'm on the show. Um, I, mean, I, I didn't need 60 <laughs> seconds for that. But, you know, no, Players' Lounge, it's legit, man. I, I love it. You know, Nui Scruggs is an amazing host out there. Um, you know, Danny McCrae, my boy, we've been teammates for... Man, seven years now, Known the guy for 11 years. So it would basically give you the, the, the player's point of it from how it is in the locker room, like how the guys in the locker room are, are talking, how they're feeling, how they're going about things. I mean, it's basically just a player perspective on how the Sunday went, how the week's going to go, and how we're going to play against this team going forward. So to me, it's a must-see, must-watch. You got to check it out. Players Lounge, I believe we come on at 11, or no, no, 1230 each and every day. Check us out, DallasCowboys.com play as Players Lounge, man.
1: It is a really, really fun show. I, I love second it. it. And uh, Barry's also on special edition. He's all over the place. Pre game and post game, he is all over the place. I'm like, Cutting into my hit golf sticks, time, man. proud, hit hit sticks, man. proud telling.
2: older brother over here. Yes, <laughs> he got me into it. He's come so far from the cover four days. <sighs> yep. is that,
1: it, was that your dealing?
2: I mean, I. It was a collective effort, but mm-hmm. like that was that was the first media work that you that did. That was very right? yeah, very yeah. first man. on cover four, but. I let's think somebody. It was probably Derek. Somebody was like, "Yeah, I, th- I think Church is hanging around and he's interested." And I was like, "Yes, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that.
1: Bring let's do in. it." All right, tell me about the break. I know a lot of talking Cowboys fans are also That's, fans of the break as well. I,
2: I laugh, man, and I I know it's probably not true, but like I just if you care enough about any of these shows to listen to them often, you probably know about all the hey, everybody other ones. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, the break is. Grumpy. We're the grumpy show. <laughs> the break is the grumpy show because Nick and I are like the two tiredest people. Not that we work harder than everybody. I don't know. Maybe we just don't. We just don't have the same energy. But if you want... Hey, we we are we follow the team everywhere they go. They know we know the most about the show or about the mm. team. In my very in my very humble opinion, mm. at least <laughs> the most amount of experience. You can't argue yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. I will give you that. Derek and Nick have been here since like '99. I've been here for a decade. I don't know how the yeah. hell that happened.
3: Yeah, uh, that's fast, wild. man
2: Yeah, man. It's it it's maybe experience is the way to go with mm. a with a. Dash of like just lovable grumpiness, maybe. Mm-hmm. God, Derek. Derek's gonna that? hate this
1: description.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have a good time too. Damn
1: it, we have a good time. Oh, it is. is. It is a great show. It was the original, and so yeah, it's. Well, it's that was the first
3: show. Huh? Mm-hmm. Break. I believe so, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I think the second talking was talking. And Derek and talking first. was first? first. Talking was first. Oh, I thought oh, the break was. I didn't was... know that. No, talking was first. <laughs> <laughs> We're the original. Hey, okay. All right. Oh Okay. I know. I'm like in year three. I can't even say that. That. Yeah. You were
2: in you were in like 6th grade when Mickey started that show or whenever it started. What year
1: was it, Beam? Oh gosh, I can't remember, but
0: Talking Cowboys started as like for the Cowboys we had a thing called the Cowboys channel. It was on Comcast. That's right. And Talking Cowboys was the first show It was like our main show. And uh, then it transitioned to a podcast. Then we started adding. And then the break was next. It was called the lunch break at first. Mm -hmm. So now it's called the Cowboys break. The
2: break's been on since 2004. I know that because Derek says it every day. Yeah. Still in high school. Dude, I was, yeah, I was in like ninth grade. I like telling Nick that too. It makes him feel great. (laughs) I was eight years old. So I was in the third grade. Oh, wow. Now I feel old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I'm still young in the grand scheme of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I know, but like, but are you thirty? I'm, th- I'll, I'll be thirty three soon. Oh, but I'm God, just, I'm, you, yeah. I'm getting to that point where people start saying stuff like that, and I'm like, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I, don't like,
3: I don't like it at all, man. <laughs> man we uh, way too long. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's go ahead and step aside. That's it for us here on Talking Cowboys for Barry Church for David Helmut. Thanks so much, guys, for stopping in this week and and having some fun. I'm Kyle Yeomans for Chris Beam in the back. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the bye week, everybody.